What's up, everybody? This is the Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert. My name is Brandon, and I am the Expert. And I'm Ashlyn, and I was the Betrayed. And I'm Kobe, the Recovering Addict. What you're gonna get is three unique perspectives on recovery and tools for hope and healing. All right, we're gonna talk about that voice in your head, that negative self-talk, overcoming um, that voice that speaks shame into your mind all the time. And uh, we have a name for him in your head, and his name is Spike. And so, Kobe, uh, do you want to just kind of introduce our audience to where we came up with the Spike narrative and what that means? Yes, um, pretty interesting. Um, so when we were going through specialized therapy with our girls from sexual abuse. We found a, a, a doctor, a psychiatrist here in town. And um, he, he told Lucy when she was four years old, okay, Lucy, because this happened, this person who, who um, abused you, um, this person introduced someone else into your life that tells you that, um, that you're no good, that this is your fault, <clears throat> that you should hit your sister, sash your teacher, talk back to your mom and dad, disobey them. Um, and or, or touch someone else inappropriately, any number of those things. And his approach with her was was this. He's like, you need to draw a picture of this person, give this person a name. And so at four years old, she drew a demented version of Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc. on this <laughs> piece of paper, which was which was really kind of funny because we realized, okay, this is how, like, as, as grown up head. as this topic <laughs> is, she's still in this place. And his instructions were very, very clear to her, and she totally got it. He said, okay, anytime you have a thought, oh, so she drew this picture and she called him Spike. So this, this, this. So she named this, him Spike. She named yeah, him yeah. Spike. I didn't say that part, but, um, but he said, anytime you have a Spike thought, you need to come to mom and dad. And number one, you need to tell them what the Spike thought was. Number two, Write on a post-it note and put the post note on the piece of so, paper on the fridge. I mean, she, I have it still, um, but she was writing these tiny little notes of, um, you know, sometimes heartbreaking things mm-hmm. that are going through her head, and she would st- post it on Spike. Like this, she would like give it back to him. This is not my stuff. Uh-huh. This is him, mm-hmm. and um, that be- was the beginnings. So essentially, <laughs> what she's doing is separating herself from this negative self-talk. It's not her, it's Spike, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, so you guys have been, you've talked about Spike narrative for a long time. Totally. Yeah. Um, I guess talk to me about about your Spike narrative. Uh, what does he say? What are common themes? What? How does it come out? Like, what does it look like? Oh, man. So so what I've observed, my, I guess my understanding of Spike um, is that we're all, we referred to this earlier today, we're like, I have a, I have a, my spike narrative is like an onion where there are layers and layers of narrative, but they're also very specific to like the roles that I play in life. Uh-huh. But what I've recently understood for me on this is that um, he will tempt me. He'll shame me. He'll make mountains out of molehills and he'll, and he'll put thoughts of rationalizing, minimalizing, Denial. justifying, <laughs> yep. generalizing, or, or just straight lying. Right. Um, so, so it, it's like this, it's like this semi-complex idea, but it comes in a lot of different ways. And, and it was really challenging to, uh, 
to, um, I don't know, to, to, to figure out. And again, that latest one, this just four topics of how he hits me. I think that's pretty true for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, if you're human, you have that, you're, you don't have our same history and you have that narrative. I don't, I'm, sure. I'm the expert. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. No, I have, I want to tell a quick story. I, I was out in my front yard and there was this big, uh, log out there and I went up to it and I was wearing flip flops and I stubbed my toe on it. And I just, I said to myself, you idiot, what are you doing? You stupid idiot. And I stopped for a minute and I thought, well, hang on. What? Like, what did I just say to myself? I wouldn't call if, if my if my wife or my daughter stubbed their toe, would I be like, you idiot, what are you doing? Spike was in my head just go, going to town on me in that moment. And so I stopped him. I didn't call him Spike. Yeah. But I just said, like, stop. Don't call yourself that. Right. Yeah. And 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 so I, I want to ask you guys, um, separating it out and call, giving it a name, mm-hmm. calling him Spike or whatever. Why, why is that helpful? I mean, what what would you observe from just Lucy's standpoint in our role as 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 parents in that situation? Well, I think for it really in her child mind, it really separated it. Like mm-hmm. this really isn't actual truth. This is um, stories that are maybe being made up, a, a lot of assumptions, mm-hmm. um, judgments towards others, and what they you know assuming a lot of things. And I think for us as adults, it was the same thing. It was giving it a name to what you feel kind of alone in as mm-hmm. a human is like, um, today when I talked to uh, what five women, every one of them said that part of their spike narrative is I'm a bad mom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, does anyone feel like they're a good mom? Like yeah. I hear that so much. That's human. That has nothing to do with betrayal, trauma or addiction. Right. But there's this underlying self just deprecating belief yeah. mm-hmm. that you're not enough. You're not okay. You're yeah. not a good enough mom. And you just said something, Ashlyn, that I think illustrates what Spike is, is Spike is that voice that's not, not true in right. your head. Mm. And, and so shame, thoughts of shame, shame is it, usually the thoughts accompanied with shame are false. They're, they're fake. Like, I'm not enough. What does that even mean? Like what, <laughs> I know, right? right? Well, I sure, um, not sure know what it feels like, you know but I don't know what it feels means. Like. Yeah. You know what the shame feels like. But then Spike comes in and says, think this, believe this, like. And he feeds that narrative over and over again, totally. right? So, so if you're thinking something that's not actually true, so usually self condemnation mm-hmm. is is not not usually it's always not true, because if if you boil it down to who you actually are, mm-hmm. you're worthy of love, you're powerful, you're beautiful, you're enough. Like all of those things are true. So mm-hmm. when you have thoughts that go against that spike right it's something that's not true it's so. i mean that I, the idea that you just said is like this is like these thoughts are totally untrue is is one of the hardest things for people to to realize because um that's become like for instance for me my spike narrative was that i i was unwanted that i wasn't worthy of love that um that i wasn't lovable mm-hmm. that um if people knew the truth about me then they would reject me and um, that was that was my narrative, and it actually started at a very young age, at like seven, um, with a specific traumatic experience, and was kind of reinforced over the years. But but with with my addiction, that spike turned that molehill into this mountain. Mm-hmm. This you thought huge was a, mountain, like yep. accurate and totally. truth. And and, and, and it, it did. Wasn't. It became it became my truth. And and that's one of the things 
um, you know, that, that I try really, really hard to make sure that people understand this, this, this one principle. And I don't know where this is one of those thoughts that just came to me one day. It was like, you know, what? I don't come wired to think that I'm not enough. Right. I'm not God, like God doesn't send me to this earth to think, Colby, you're really unlovable. That's a download I'm going to give you right now. <laughs> I'm going to send you to earth. That, that's not me. So if, if I, if God doesn't send me wired to think that, then that's got to just be a byproduct of living here on earth. Right. And therefore, um, I don't have to have that definition. That That's why it's, that's why it's false. That's why it's fiction. Right. 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 And I don't have to lend myself to that. And if, and if I, if that's not true, then that's, that's pretty liberating. I'll, I'll be hard to separate. Right. That, that's your, your spike is your ego. It's your interpretation of this world that's telling you you're this way. It's not who you actually are. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so you kind of touched on this, Kobe, um, common spike narratives for an addict. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you mentioned some that actually there's been research done that by Patrick Kearns that has said, look, a, a sex addict or a porn addict has certain narratives in their head. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what they are here, a few of them are, nobody will love me as I am. Mm. So so you can see how that lends to isolation, secrecy, totally. um, pushing people away, right? Um, another one is I'm bad and unworthy. Yeah. I'm just bad. Um, I'm a bad person, which isn't true, right? right? There's a difference between doing something bad and being bad, mm-hmm. right? Um, the other one is I can't do, I, I can't rely on anybody else for help. And so I'm not going to reach out. I'm not going to get support. I, I'm alone in this. And so those are common, I guess, spike narratives that research has been done on addiction. And I kind of heard you say some of those. Mm-hmm. Kobe. Oh, so. I mean, and I, and I wasn't necessarily aware that that's what some of the research has said, but I know for sure that was the truth that I lived in right. for so long. And it took... It took so much effort and so much work to separate myself from it. Now, here, here's what I here's what I came to learn from my own experience, though, is, um, Brennan, as I was able to um, separate myself from the thought, right? Like this isn't I, I don't come wired thinking this. Right. This is just Spike. When I'm able to, to to differentiate that, like what Lucy did, I was able to separate myself from the shame of that that yes. thought, right? So I, I like thoughts like okay. Um, go look at porn and masturbate, right? That thought intrinsically is going to have shame associated with it. Well, if you do that, you're bad. You know what? You already are bad because you've done it before. And it just becomes this this narrative that just spins out of control. Yes. Right? Yes. And um, that that's how I was able to separate it is just to say, I'm, I don't come wired to think that thought. That's totally spike. Right. And, and that, that was like the get out of jail free card for me because I could step away from the shame. Meaning I'm, I'm, I'm actually a good person, even though that thought came to me. So, so, so basic cognitive behavioral therapy says, if you can control your thoughts, you can control your emotions. If you can control your emotions and your thoughts, you can change your behaviors. And so, so really this whole spike narrative idea is, is CBT at its finest. Cause what you're doing is if you just let the thoughts go, mm-hmm. if you, like you just described it, Kobe, you just sit in them, then it mixes shame in there that you feel, you feel a little bit of disgust for yourself, Totally. maybe loneliness. So you have more thoughts about how horrible you are and, and it, and it's, it gets bigger and bigger until you're ready to numb out. You're ready to isolate. You're ready to push, push things away. If you have that thought and you catch it and you say, that's just spike, like that's okay. 
Like, there's a lie. Yeah. That's just a thought. It doesn't spin out of control. And you can you can actually change the way you feel. And you can change what you do as a result. Right? That, that's a big thing. And, and, and what's more is... Um, is if I can if I can stop that thought and I can separate myself from the shame of it, then what I can also do just another layer on this right is I can realize I'm not defined by my thought, or I'm not defined by the thought that Spike puts in my head. Right. I'm not defined by any narrative that he puts in my head, but I'm really defined by how God sees me, which is really my potential to be more like Him. Right. Right. So if you have a, a lustful, shame-based, nasty thought, yeah. instead of judging it as, oh, I'm bad because I had that thought, yeah. you go to this place of, oh, there's a thought that I don't want. Goodbye, Spike. Like, <laughs> you can go now. Right? Totally. totally. And I, but I'm still good, right? Yeah. So um, I want to I wanna ask you guys, or, or just talk about, and, and with you, Ashlyn, and, and Kobe, but common... Um, I guess categories of 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 spike triggers. So, and I think it's different for the betrayed, and it's different for the, the addicted. It's different for men. It's different for women. Hmm. But it's the same as well. It, some some of them are the same. Um, I know women, for one, have a lot of spike narrative around around beauty and body image. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you speak to that? Absolutely. Ashley? Yeah. Um, that's that was my issue for a long time was I physically didn't feel enough and then, um, was accomplished in so many other things, but just, it, I must not be, you know, up to par. Right. And, and that was because I was obviously betraying you and looking right, at porn. But even without that, I think it's just, it's the media, it's, you're supposed to look a certain way. And if you don't, Sp- Spike you'd... lives on your TV. He, right? he, he lives in, in your mom's voice about totally. how you should look and how you should eat and how you should take care of all yourself. All the shoulds. Yeah. All the, sh- all of the shoulds. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just thinking of your emotional check-in earlier. I resent myself. <laughs> like sometimes this for, I... for what I thought about eating. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. It goes both ways. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, that, the body shame of it, the saying like, oh, you look horrible in that outfit, um, whatever. Um, another one that's very, very common is the motherhood. Oh, yeah. Parenting is super hard. And like I said earlier, I don't know a lot of women who are like, I rock as a mom. Like, I'm the best. Spike <laughs> loves to attack parents. I mean, it's constantly, you're screwing up. Mm. You're, you're messing your kids up. You, you <laughs> I were, know. You're overly rigid there. You're overly like lenient there. Yes. You know? And it's, it's because par- a good parent knows like every kid's different and it's all about balance. And so you'll never get it right. Right. So we constantly judge ourselves and Spike's right there like telling us how horrible we are totally. as parents. Yeah. yeah. So um, those two are common, I would say, um, as being a spouse, like yes. I'm either doing more or I'm doing less and I don't feel valued. Um, it can be so many different. I'm not doing enough. Yeah, like, I'm not right. pulling my weight as a partner to Ashlyn. Oh, I feel that for yeah, sure. Yeah, will, will Spike drive a wedge between you oh, guys? Oh, heck yeah. Like yeah, stuff yeah. you're not even talking about, but you're talking to like, it's the that. assumptions in your head. Oh, and we the, fought the in thoughts. our head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's already happened. Yeah. No. Um as far as the betrayed, um, I, I hear, I used to hear Spike a lot more um, with the betrayal part of it. It was more um, like, you know what? You can't trust him, so go check his phone. 
Who's mm-hmm. he been texting? Get on his computer. He's probably been looking at Sefco search. Right. And to me, that is that's that's making up some story. Like, wait, where is this based on? Like, he didn't do anything that showed right. me that that could be a possibility. That's just my head. Just fiction. Right. No, not your head, but it's Spike. It's Spike. Totally. Right, but right. what you're describing, this is an interesting one because you're describing a, a trauma response. Mm-hmm. That, that for good reason, you're having those right. thoughts. And believe it or not, Spike is there to protect you, but he's causing problems. because Well, when there's no evidence, right, it's like... Right, there's no basis, wait, there's no facts behind it. He's doing everything... Right. That, you know, he's showing progress. And that was really high as we started recovery. Like, it was always there when we weren't in recovery. And like you said, that was like, yes, I need to... That was more of that gut feeling, not yes. Spike. And um, I, I became very evident and trying to figure out, okay, here's my gut feeling, like something's not right. Uh-huh. And then there's Spike, who's just making up stories. Anxiety yeah. and just fear and yeah. Totally. Very different. mountains yeah. out of molehills. Yeah. And I think, Ashlyn, if you can get to a place where you can differentiate Oh, that, it's hard, but you totally it's can. It's hard, yes. But that is such a skill to have in recovery. How, did you, you. how would you say that? I don't you, know. That, Someone that asked came... that the other day and I'm like, I don't know. I think it's just that practice of being very mindful throughout the day and saying, wait, is this evidence-based or is this just like fiction? Fiction. Do I feel it as like a spiritual prompting, you know, right. because I am the spiritual right. person or is it just like anxiety? Yeah. Yeah. Am I crazy making? Yeah. And so I think it's possible to recognize that in a fairly quick manner, but it's be, you have to be super mindful. Yeah. It's all about mindfulness, stopping, and learning how to check the facts. Like, okay, let me just yeah. look at the facts, what's happening right here. Because Spike's going to come in and say catastrophize or, yes. or minimize, you know. Let's let's go in denial about this. But you check the facts. The facts. That's a super good point with this is is checking the facts. I am so glad that you said that because that's um, finding fact in Spike is, is at first super hard. And um, one of the ways that I was able to really drill down on the fact, uh, for, like my facts, my truth, was identifying my, my emotional triggers. Because once I knew where I was weakest emotionally, meaning feeling emotions that led to relapse, then I knew that's where Spike was going to go first. Right. And it was often a tempting thought followed by shame, followed by mountains out of molehills, and then justifying yep. behavior, all that stuff. But it was like you saw the pattern of those triggers. Fatigue, stress with Ashlyn, discord with her, or stress in general with any kind of stress, uh, body image issues, and uh, codependency. Like those are the those are my five my five primary ones. And so when you talk about um, fact checking those, like when you talk about that, like that's super important for me in mindfulness to. To, to number one, be aware of my emotional triggers and know those and be mindful of those, but also be mindful enough to to fact check them. Like you said, that's yes. such a that's such a good way of putting yes. it. So such a good way. You guys, what you know, what triggers shame, what triggers spike, is uh, our biggest fear is that we're going to be found out, and so our unwanted identities. So when we're put in a in a situation where we're vulnerable, like let's say you walk in a room and. You feel like everybody's looking at you, judging you, how you look, right? That's going to trigger thoughts. It's going to trigger shame, and it's going to trigger spike. So where, wherever you feel a little bit uneasy or you, you have some faulty core beliefs under there, then you're put in a situation where somebody might see it. You might get exposed. Spike's going to run wild. He's going to go crazy. So, so like if you're put in a parenting situation where 
you know, I like for example, I was I had this parenting situation where um, a whole restaurant was it was pointed out to me that my daughter was out of control. <laughs> And, and and so I just felt like a horrible dad. Like, what am I doing? And this whole, everybody was looking at me. And Spike was just like, you got to run. You got to hide. This doesn't work. You're like, you're a horrible dad, you know? Holy cow. Um, but I was able to catch it and see it and understand that, hey, it was, it was just shame. It was just Spike. Um, and so your unwanted identities, you want to look at that because that's what's going to drive these these thoughts that, that trigger shame ultimately. Hmm. So unwanted identities when it comes to sex, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to parenting, when it comes to body image, mental relationships. health, relationships, money, professional roles that we play, career. Yeah. So, all, you know, if your boss comes up to you and let's just say deep down, you feel like you're not worthy of the job you have. Uh-huh. And he just makes a little comment it's like hey did you get that job done or spike could just take off with that and run with it because already underneath there you have a belief about yourself that says i'm not enough here right so that's interesting that's i can i can identify with all of that Mm -hmm. to be sure i don't know i mean spike is spike is um as he's not a part of our home but he's one that we that we recognize, and we're not on the lookout. Like we don't have watchtowers on the doors and windows, waiting for Spike to come in. But we're okay with the fact that you know what we're gonna have a Spike thought, and it's okay. It's okay to dismiss it too. Yeah, if you read like Eckhart Tolle or mindfulness books, and they'll talk about conscious people, and they'll say conscious people are the people that that understand that we have this ego, we have this voice in our head. That, that helps us live unconscious. And they don't hate their ego. They don't try to dismiss it totally, but they recognize it. They, they become aware of their ego and they're conscious of it. Like, what is my ego trying to do here and why? Mm-hmm. And do I want to accept that or not? Because this is just my interpretation of the world. Right. Yeah. And I can choose to interpret it differently. And if you can get to that point, then then you're, you're a conscious person. Yeah. Because you can choose what to feel and you can choose... Um, what to do as well, rather than just reacting to to whatever oh, the good. trigger is. That's really good. So, Ash, any other thoughts for the for the betrayer listing on how to how to uh, I guess address Spike? How, um, how to square I, him away? I think it's um, the best thing you can do is if you're not keeping a journal or something like that, um, it might be a time to start and doing those recognizing what your triggers are, recognizing maybe that pattern of what the spike narrative is in your head so that you can start to be more mindful and say, you know what, every day it's the same sentences. Like what? Is it, is it being a mother? Is right. it body image, right? Is it fear and around his addiction? Totally. Right? Is it- and for me, it's a lot of, okay, I'm going to reinforce it with some positive affirmations, mm-hmm. which I know are like silly and hoo-hoo-y, but they work. And so being able Ashlyn, to shut you know, it up, you know how you, how you have a really, you know, when you have a really good affirmation, when it makes you really uncomfortable <laughs> because it's like, Oh, that's true. And I don't like it. So you need to beat that into your head, right? Because it's vulnerable. You don't like it. And it's like, you know, I am beautiful. Look in the mirror and say that to yourself. Yeah. And a lot of women will be uncomfortable saying that that's a good affirmation. That's right. Cool, right. Right. So that's, that's how I've done it is recognizing it, you know, recognizing the pattern and then, okay, I'm going to combat it with some positivity. Yeah. Very cool. Another thing you do, Ashlyn, I know is, is reaching out a lot to other people. And, you know, when you have spike in your head, beating you down and then you have your, your friends and your family and your loved ones 
you know, lifting you up, saying, you are lovable, you're awesome, you're amazing. But you want to have those type of people in your life. Right. That, that will, will combat Spike for you and with you. Everyone That's needs a, a cheerleader. Absolutely. So. Everyone needs one. I've got mine. So yeah. let, let Spike out, surround yourself with good people, know where he hits you. Right. And when I and when I say let spike out, it's like speak it because the the worst times in my life when when I would like for instance when I was in the height of my addiction that was when Spike had reign and right. rule in my head because I wasn't I wasn't speaking I wasn't sharing what the Spike narrative was, but as soon as for instance like with Lucy when she'd come in hey guess what Spike just told me to hit my sister, she was like so proud of herself and so she'd write out a post-it note and put it on the piece of paper and she'd be back playing. And right. she was able to, to be so resilient to that. And I think part of that resilience that she displayed was first being able to speak it. Right. And I think in order to do that, you have to accept Spike, yeah. which is weird to oh, say. Oh, okay. Because you have to say like, look, I'm not going to judge myself because Spike's in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to think I'm a horrible person because I just thought that. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, there he is. Uh, okay, Spike, I see you. Now I'm going to, like Lucy, I'm going to write on, write yeah. on a piece of paper and go back to playing, you know? And Not, he may show up every day. Sure, he might <laughs> be there again. And and he will. Yeah. Everybody listening to this this episode, you've had Spike in your head and you'll have Spike in your head again, Yeah. right? Yeah. So don't beat yourself up for it. That's so good because that's exactly, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast right now, what you just said, Brennan, was exactly our experience with Lucy. Exactly. She was just like, oh, okay, Spike's in my life. No big right. deal. And, and that, that opened the, the floodgates for her to accelerate her skill in recognizing him. So right. that's awesome. Awesome. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys, for being here. Um, leave us a review if you can. Hop over to Betrayed Addicted Expert, and you can see more information about workshops uh, that are upcoming. And uh, glad you guys are here. Bye-bye. See you guys.